You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler here as well. Quarterback week continues. We kicked it off yesterday with Aaron Rodgers. We're continuing today. It's not Aaron Rodgers day anymore. It's Derek Carr day. Who should want him? Where should he want to go? Where is he going to end up? And of course, we will spin the wheel. You hear that? That's not that's not a sound effect, everybody. That's a literal wheel we have here in the studio with destinations on it, and we'll let the fates decide where Derek Carr is going to end up. That's coming later on in the show. Uh, in the meantime, call and text lines are open all day. I want you to tell me where Derek Carr is going to end up. 757-687-9494. Where will Derek Carr be playing football next year? 757-687-9494. Nine four, Derek Carr is the bell of the ball right now for a few reasons. One, he's the only free agent, really, because he's the only one that's been cut by his team. All the other free agents have to wait till free agency opens. So he's the only one that can take this little tour that he's that he's on right now. He's already visited with New Orleans. He's visited with the Jets. And who knows where he's going to next? I'll tell you the teams that should actually be fighting for Derek Carr. The teams that need to win right now. Teams that the speed of the build is more important than the ceiling of the build. Okay? Because Derek Carr is good right now. Will he ever be great? Well, well, probably not. But he's good immediately. Jeff Darlington on NFL Live. This is exactly what Derek Carr had in mind. From the people that I'm talking to around Carr, essentially, he understands what he is right now. And that is a 31-year-old with Pro Bowls on his resume, seemingly at the peak of his career. So this is a, a, a rare situation for a player to be able to enter free agency, to pick his team that he could likely spend the better part of his career with. So I think that what he wants to do is make sure that he figures out the best long-term fit for him, the best situation for him from a coaching standpoint, and understanding some of the roster that would be around him from day one. Derek Carr is one of 15 people on the planet that is currently ready to step in and immediately play starting caliber above average quarterback in the NFL, but he almost certainly will never be a top five quarterback in the NFL. That's why he's the choice when speed is of the essence over quality, right? It's, it's fast food versus sit down food. Right. If you're in it for speed, you're probably not going to get the highest quality, but you're going to get it fast. Almost certainly will never be a top five quarterback. 100% certainty will not be a top five quarterback for a decade. So if you have a team that's set up to win for a decade, right, that's where legacies and careers are made with quarterbacks that can help you compete for a decade, then he's probably not your guy. But. 
There is a group out there where Derek Carr is the best option. He is the, I need to win right now to keep my job option. He is the, we need to win now or else everything else on our roster will expire option. He is the, we are going to hit the salary cap jail at some point, but we might be able to kick that can down the road for two or three years. So we need to win quick option. There can't be any, like to go back to the food example, right? You can buy, I'm not talking about like TV dinners, but you can buy like pre-made meals. You know what I'm talking about? You get 25 minutes and you're eating. Or you could go out and buy all the ingredients and you could buy high quality, right? The grass fed, all the fancy, spancy things. And guess what? There's a possibility that the meal you make with all the ingredients is going to be way better than anything you can just cook with a timer. But you're going to have to preheat the oven. You're going to have to broil. You're going to have to clean. You're going to have to cut. You're going to have to uh, uh, julienne cut. And you're going to have to mix. And you're going to have to get, do a whole bunch of stuff. And the floor is there too, right? You, you, you can mess up a fancy meal way more than you can mess up the ones you just pop in the oven and, and hit go. Right? You turn to your your uh, OK Google or your Alexa or anything like that, your Siri, and, and you just ask it to start a timer. And then you're done. That's what you need for Derek Carr. Yeah, you're probably not going to get some five-star, three-star Michelin awesome meal out of it that impresses everybody, but you're going to get something edible. He is not the option of our young core is very exciting and developing and we think we can be good for 10 years option. That's not what he's going to get done. So let's look at the probably the most linked group for him is the the New York Jets. Ladanian Tomlinson played for the Jets for a while. He was on NFL Total Access talking about the fit between New York and Derek. Yeah, MJ, I'm going to say my former team, the Jets, and he has a boatload of young talent in New York, starting yeah. with Garrett Wilson, you know, the NFL Rookie of the Year wide receiver. And then he also has Brees Hall, who's a stud. Obviously got hurt during his rookie year, but coming back from injury. But he's going to be a stud, so he can mold this young talent and teach them how to win football games. You really want that young core to be mid mid to late 20s, 26, 27, 28, and have to find a new quarterback? Because that's what you're doing if you sign Derek Carr to the Jets. You're going to have Brees Hall, who this upcoming year is going to be first year after a big injury. You know it takes an extra. Then the following year, he'll finally be back. Garrett Wilson will be in his third year. They'll be ready to explode. Meanwhile, Derek Carr is ready to decline. So if you have a core like that, that you're expecting Sauce Gardner on the defensive side, you're expecting to be good for 10 years, probably a no for Derek Carr. If you're a team out there with your jobs on the line or your older players are going to be be declining soon or your salary cap is lurking, saying, hey, at some point you're going to have to, to take your, your consequences here, that's where Derek Carr makes sense. So no Houston, no Carolina, no Jets, at least not from my perspective. Yes, Indy. Yes, New Orleans, Washington, Raiders, Falcons, for a few different reasons. 
right? If you're the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, job security. If you are the Commanders, Ron Rivera, job security. If you're New Orleans, salary cap jail is lurking. If you're Indy, you have some veteran players. Think Shaquille Leonard, think DeForest Buckner, think uh, Jonathan Taylor, who may not feel like a veteran, but he's a running back about to his mid-20s. If you want to take advantage of those guys, you have to win now. Those are the options I think that makes sense for Derek Carr. What do you think? 757-687-9494. Guy in Richmond has a a take on where Derek Carr should end up. Uh, Again, that number, 757-687-9494. Guy, thanks for calling in. Where do you think Derek Carr ends up? Hey, thank you, thank you. Um, I think Derek Carr should be in Miami. Miami is ready to win right now. They got the receivers to do it. They just don't have a quarterback. So Miami Dolphins, I think he should go there. Wait a second. You're saying Tua is not a quarterback? I mean, Tua, Tua State, you know, that concussion thing with Tua, uh, you know, they can't they can't afford to have another season like they had this year. You know, and they went out their way to get the, get the uh, pieces, uh, get the wide receiver core, and, you know, Tua, you know, Tua, uh, this concussion thing is serious. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think – I think they need to trade Tua and, and, and get caught. Or either have Tua as a backup. All right, fair, fair point. Appreciate the call, guy. The, the hard part about the Tua situation is I don't see what he gets on the open market. And I don't know if you can have, you know, the former number five overall pick as a, as a backup if you're going to go out and spend on Derek Carr. Uh, and, and like I, I said this yesterday, Miami's in a tough spot because if they want to move on from Tua, it, it would feel like, at least I would feel like another team going, what do they know about him that we don't? Why are they moving on from him? What, so what, something must be wrong. I would be paranoid about bringing him to my team if Miami is willing to move on from him. Because if everything's hunky-dory, I bet Miami wants to keep him. So it's like if they're moving on, I don't want it. Again, it's probably paranoia, but that's just that's the way I, I, I think on this one. Again, 757-687-9494 is the call-in line uh, and also the text line, Dreamlawn's text line, 757-687-9494. It is Derek Carr Day. Where do you think Derek Carr is going to end up? Before free agency, before the draft, we're setting the table. Where does Derek Carr end up playing his football next year? We'll go to the text line quickly here. Uh, Robbie, what are they saying? From the 757, Carr should either go to the Jets or the 49ers. The NFC is much weaker, and he'll look better than he is. I, I like, I like, I like that. I, and I'm not saying I like the Jets or the Niners. I think the Niners have so many quarterbacks, uh, or at least so many options at quarterback. Maybe, maybe Derek Carr, but I, I, just, I just don't see it. Uh, the Jets. I think they make a lot of sense for right now, but as I mentioned, as soon as Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson hit their prime, I don't want my quarterback getting worse. But I like the idea of of Derek Carr being selfish. Where am I going to look the best? Up to this point in his career, he's been like Raiders for life. Like get it tatted on his arm. Raiders till I die. Raiders are my team. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Right? The autumn winds or whatever the heck the song is. Now I, I do like the idea in free agency – until he picks a team, because once you pick a team, you are back to, you know, hey, team first, team always, team only. But I do like the idea of him saying, where am I going to look the best? Will I look best in the NFC? Let's go there, right? Could I be the sixth best quarterback in the AFC or the second best quarterback in the NFC? Uh, sixth best quarterback in the AFC or the second best in the NFC? Let's go to the NFC. Let's maximize my Pro Bowl potential. Like, I'm, I like him being selfish. I like that. 
From the 757, this texter believes that Derek Carr needs to uh, go to Washington. <sighs> I, If I'm Derek Carr, I don't hate that move. You have a new, fresh offensive coordinator, uh, so it's not like they're loyal to anybody else. You can be their guy that they bring in, and Eric Bieniemy. I like the skill positions. Uh, they There is an urgency there. They need to win now or else jobs are going to be be going away. The only concern I would have is new ownership lurking. And who knows if that new ownership doesn't come in and say, hey, I want to draft the number one overall, right? What, what did we see with uh, the Phoenix Suns? New owner came in like 12 hours later, they traded for Kevin Durant. Like that, that'd be the only thing I'd be worried about. But uh, but I, do, I, I don't hate that move as much as some do. I think Derek Carr to Washington is fascinating. And now the Sam Howell hive gets really upset with me. Again, that call-in number is 757-687-9494. Same number for the text line, Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. It is Derek Carr Day here on Quarterback Week. We're talking about where Derek Carr is going to end up playing, 757-687-9494. And also, when we come back, is Daniel Jones really asking for $45 million a year. What does that do to the Giants? What does that do to Saquon? What does that do for Brian Dable's stress level? Stick around. Sports are life, but we don't take life too seriously around here. That just wouldn't be our style. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is Derek Carr Day. We are not celebrating Derek Carr. We're trying to figure out where he's going to end up. You can voice your opinion. 757-687-9494. And you know what? I'm I'm glad it's gone the way it's gone uh, because our text line is, is filling up and it's not one team. It's a bunch of different teams. I'm just going to quickly scroll through the the, the text here. Uh, the Jets are getting some love. Tampa getting some love. The Panthers getting some love. The Titans getting some love. The Patriots getting some love. The Niners getting some love. Everybody, Washington getting some love. Everybody wants Derek Carr because he is the bell of the ball. He is the veteran option that can make your team win now. So often, if you don't have a quarterback or you don't have a super veteran, super good, right? One of those names that we all recognize, Rodgers, Brady, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, right? When you don't have one of Herbert, when you don't have an obvious, you put all of your struggles on the quarterback. You're the Panthers, right? The Panthers had problems all up and down that roster last year. Not every spot, but they had a bunch of them. But if you get a quarterback, that'll solve them all, won't it? Give me Derek Carr. Give me Derek Carr seems to always be the answer. It answers everything. Eric and Smithfield's on the call-in line just chimed in. This one's interesting, so so we'll see if uh, how he how this caller sells it. Again, that call-in number seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Eric and Smithfield, where will Derek Carr end up? So this is kind of one of those domino effect things. All right. So this is going under the assumption that either Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay or Lamar Jackson and or Lamar Jackson leaves to Baltimore. I think he could possibly wind up in either one of those locations. Say Lamar Jackson goes to the Jets. Well, they are now going to need a veteran quarterback because they're not in a situation to really rebuild based on what their roster has. So he could very well 
and very easily slide in there. Aaron Rodgers leaves and goes to, I don't know, maybe he goes out and goes home and goes to San Francisco. Well, now you got Green Bay, who has a young arsenal of wide receivers that just re-signed Aaron Jones. They got a pretty decent defense that really started playing well towards the end of last year. Now they need a quarterback. So you're not a believer of Jordan Love. I, I, I understand. So I understand you're not a big Jordan Love guy? I I need to see more from him, but I don't think they are a big Jordan Love team. I, I, I mean, right. if they were, then they, I think that they would be more willing to let Rodgers step out the door. So I still think that Lamar should wind up going to the Jets just based on how young they are. But I think Carr is the domino after those two guys decide what they want to do. Appreciate it, man. Have a good show. Very well-researched call. He, I, I, I thought I was going to throw Jordan Love out there and, and stump him a little bit, and he, he said, no, it's not me, it's them. They haven't started him yet. They're not big Jordan Love. That's a, Both of those options, I would say the Ravens, if the Ravens move on from Lamar, become such a wild card in this whole deal. Um, the Packers, if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, I do believe will give at least a year to Jordan Love. Um, but, but Derek Carr as a Raven with Lamar Jackson as a Jet – if that happens, what was that? What was that caller's name? We're gonna have to, to Eric and Smithfield. Eric and Smithfield, you will get a, a gold star if if Lamar leaves and Derek Carr slides into the Ravens. You know what? Derek Carr's doing this this whole like recruiting trip thing where he went to New Orleans, a couple days there, then he was in the, the the New York Jets facility, hanging out with them for a couple days. What if in the negotiations for Lamar, Ravens just brought in Derek Carr for like two days? Just to hang out with Todd Munkin and John uh, John Harbaugh. Oh, we're just exploring all of our options, keeping everything open. Hilarious move if it happens. And it would actually guarantee that Lamar is like, fine, I'm out of here. Trade me. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We won't even get into this, but if Daniel Jones gets $45 million a year, like reportedly he's asking for... Derek Carr should be elated because that means in free agency, he's signing for a boatload. The Giants are in a very tough spot. And by the way, like I just to rewind a little bit here, I did say reportedly Daniel Jones is asking for $45 million a year. That would be roughly $2 million more per year than Josh Allen. That would be the same amount per year as Patrick Mahomes. It would put him at the tippy-tippy top uh outside of a few outlandish outlier contracts to Sean Watson, Aaron Rodgers in the, the per year money. The giants had a lot of positive momentum this past season, right? Saquon Barkley was a candidate for comeback player of the year. If most improved player wasn't a, was a thing in the NFL, Daniel Jones would have been in the mix. Brian Dable was actually the coach of the year and now they're having to pay for it all. Daniel Jones changed agents right now. The guy's about to hit free agency. He changed agents right now. That's a sign you want the money. Jeff Darlington on Get Up on how Daniel Jones' agent change not only affects Daniel Jones, DJ, but also Saquon Barkley's negotiations. That has nothing to do necessarily with the ongoing negotiations, but it does sort of set the clock back to zero on those talks. They will start those talks with Daniel Jones now. They have already begun talks with Saquon Barkley, although I am told there's still a gap there in where they need to get. So essentially, the Giants will spend this coming month talking to the reps of both guys, see where they can get, and then March 7th, 
They'll probably look at it and say, all right, which guy's taking the deal? Both of you can take the deals. One of you can take the deal and we will tag the other. And suddenly there's a little bit of a leverage game going on with the Giants, Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones. I'm just going to say this. The worst time, worst time to need as a team, to need your guys to help out the team with contract structures or taking a little bit less is, is right before their first bite at the apple. This is DJ's, Daniel Jones, first chance to get a massive contract. It's Saquon Barkley's first chance to get a massive contract. Everyone wants to get one under their belt, right? Let me get $100 million, then we can talk about, hey, let's structure this in a way that can get me receivers and no linemen, but I need that first 100 Especially, like, think about this, right? Daniel Jones needs to take less to help the Giants put something around him. The Giants didn't pick up his fifth-year option last offseason. You didn't believe in me 13 months ago. So why would I help you out now? Now think about being in Brian Dable's spot. Brian Dable doesn't want his follow-up album to his breakout hit, Coach of the Year, with a completely new band. Right, He doesn't want to be, be the Rolling Stones having to replace the guitarist, the drummer, and the bassist for their second album. So he's sitting there going, I want Daniel Jones back. Daniel Jones said, I want $45 million per year. They say, whoa. That screams franchise tag to me. That screams at the top of my lungs franchise tag. We're going to let this year play out and see if you don't come back down to earth with that request. Jeff Darlington on GetUp on the Giants not only wanting to avoid tagging Danny, but also Saquon. The team wants Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones back, and I think that's important. They would like to get both guys back without using the tag on either one. So they want to go through negotiations with each, reach long-term deals, and not put the tag on either. I wouldn't anticipate a tag being used this week. You mentioned that March 7th date. That's the deadline for teams to use these tags. And ultimately, they're going to continue to negotiate with Saquon and Daniel. They're going to negotiate with both. They're not, they, they better not get to $45 million for Daniel Jones. If they franchise tag Daniel Jones, I think that means Saquon hits the open market and they probably can't afford that move. And then Brian Dable is sitting there going, last year the entire offense was built around getting Saquon Barkley the ball a ton, which made Daniel Jones look good. And now I'm sitting here with just Daniel Jones and no Saquon. Is it possible to win coach of the year back-to-back years? Because he would have to pull off another rabbit out of the hat next year. Do you know this past year was the highest percentage of the cap? Patrick Mahomes had the highest percentage of the salary cap of any Super Bowl winning quarterback in history. Think you're going to do it with Daniel Jones taking up that same percentage of the cap? That's what you're up against. Giants are in a tough spot. Think about Brian Dable. He showed up. He was the the reclamation project of Daniel Jones, and he made him look too good because now he has to pay him. With wait, I this doesn't seem fair. I made you look that good. Now you're making me pay you like you are that good. Yikes. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's Derek Carr Day, so if you have a take on where Derek Carr is going to end up playing quarterback next year, we want to hear from you. 757-687-9494. We also know where Russell Westbrook's going to be playing very shortly. The LA Clippers. 
might be the right fit. Stick around. There's a difference between winning an MVP award and being the best player in the league. We understand that difference here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Before the end of the hour, we have a giveaway for you. Not just any giveaway. The Australian Pink Floyd Show. Pink Floyd cover band. We'll be uh, in the area. We'll have those tickets before the end of the hour. And then we have a bunch more giveaways before the end of the show. So uh, keep your dialing fingers ready. That's before the end of the hour. The Australian Pink Floyd Show. Hailed as one of the most in-demand touring entities operating today. We'll have those tickets coming up. Uh, (laughs) Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. Right, It'll buy out agreement coming where Russell Westbrook is going to be a member of the Clippers. I want to say this with my chest, right? I'm going to say this loud so all of you can hear me, even those of you in the back. Russell Westbrook is not a bad basketball player. He might not be an MVP anymore, but he is not a bad basketball player. And, and the, the jokes have officially gone too far. Right. It started with like, hey, you know, he might not be as good as everyone thinks. And then it just progressively got more and more like make fun of him until eventually it's like every team would be dumb to sign this guy. It's like, no, no, he is not a bad basketball player. He is a basketball player that needs the right fit, as most are. There's only a couple truly will fit onto any roster players out there. He's no longer that type of player. I believe he once was. He needs the right fit. The Clippers might be the right fit. Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Today explains the Clippers have a very specific vision for him. The Clippers have a very specific vision of what they want out of Russell Westbrook. They were convinced, he convinced them, uh, that that he's going to fulfill that vision for them, play in a way that they want him to play. And and I know he's excited for a chance to stay in L.A. and, again, uh, be on a, a Clipper team that has, be, that has been healthy. Kawhi Leonard has played uh, incredible basketball, really, over yep. the last several weeks. And this is a team that certainly, you look what they did at the trade deadline, I think they have an opportunity here uh, to keep climbing in the West. And if they're healthy, certainly make a run in the Western playoffs. Here's why I think the fight might, the fit might work. One, Paul George and Russell Westbrook have already played together in OKC in the past. And not just that, Russell has already allowed Paul George to take the reins. There's going to be no struggle because Paul George has already successfully done that. Their first season together, they played in OKC. Their first season together, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, Russell scored 25 points and Paul George scored 22. So Russell was the the obvious alpha, right? That's usually in the NBA how you count it, right? The guy that scores the most points gets their name on the poster. Second season together, Russell scored 23, and Paul George scored 28 and was an MVP candidate, right? In, in between their first and second season together, Paul George found a way to be the main guy, and Russell found a way to allow Paul George to be the big guy. So they're going to be A-OK with whatever roles happen because they've already been A-OK with whatever roles have happened in the past. Then there's this Kawhi Leonard kind of orbit, right? Because he's, let's be real, if they're going to win championships, Kawhi Leonard's going to have to be a big part of it. Kawhi can never stay healthy. 
And also, he's big into the whole load management deal. That's perfect for having Russell Westbrook on your team. A, and this is maybe the most underrated part of Russell Westbrook. The guy is dependable. The guy is durable. And I don't care if it is a Tuesday. You're starting at 10 o'clock Eastern time on a West Coast game. You're, you're Nobody's watching. There's nobody in the stands because you're playing a bad team. That guy's bringing electricity. He's bringing energy. He's dancing before the, the tip. And then he is getting out there on the field and he is flying or the court flying up and down the court. If Russell needs a game every now and then to get his yayas out and dominate the ball and take 900 mid-range jumpers, Kawhi will sit out. Kawhi will go, Russell, you've been you've been passing a lot. You need one? Yeah, I I, I kind of do. All right, I'm going to take a load management day. I'm going to ice my knees. Russell's going to have the ball for 80% of the game today. That's like the perfect kind of teammate for Russell Westbrook. Imagine if he played on the Lakers. And and LeBron and AD every once in a while were just like, Russell, can you take this one? He'd be like, yes, yes, I can. I've been waiting for you to ask. It's going to be me, Austin Reeves, Kendrick Nunn, Thomas Bryant, and I'm going to take all of the shots. And everything going to be like, good, that's what we want you to do. We're going we're gonna to be in the owner's suite. That's what Kawhi and Paul George kind of do. So you got Paul George who already knows the ins and outs of Russell's dynamic personality. And he's like, listen, you know, when I showed up, he was the guy. By the time I left, I was the guy. Here's how I did it. And then you have Kawhi who's willing to take a step back and say, my knees need a little bit of work. So I'm going to chill for a bit. Can you take over? And Russell's going to go, awesome. I'll get my yayas out. I'll get to be the the me first, me only, me always type of guy. Uh, just as far as usage, not saying attitude. Right, I'd bring the ball up. I'm the rebounder. I'm the outlet pass. I'm the the streak on a, on a leak out pass. I'm all of it. And then when Kawhi comes back, it's like, whew, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to to set you up now and get my my assist numbers back up. It might work. And by the way, the Clippers haven't worked yet. Everyone, it was funny yesterday. Somehow we were talking about super teams, and somebody wrote in, "Don't forget to bring up Kyrie, KD, and James Harden in Brooklyn. All super teams don't work." And I wanted to go, "Don't bring up Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, because they orchestrated that one more than probably anyone's orchestrated anything. They're just quiet individuals, so they don't take as much heat for it. They have not worked out since they got to LA. They might be looking for a shakeup. They might be looking for a different straw to stir the drink. And I, I mean, that, that might be a good nickname for Russell Westbrook. Russell the Straw Westbrook. Because he stirs the drink. That might not be the best nickname. But it doesn't. I don't hate it. If it's, he, not, it's not bad. If he was like an N1 mixtape tour guy, like, the straw. My godson. Never mind. <laughs> there's some of you that that are big and one mixtape people understood that reference if not you're very confused it's fine it's not that important uh good documentary on that by the way though espn put out a a good one on the n1 mixtape tour um my point is this the clippers needed something because what they've been doing hasn't been working russell westbrook needed a home where the fit might work out a bit better than the other la team and he doesn't even have to move stay in the same house that's a win, win, win. It's three wins. Big winner. Jackpot. 
Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. is the text line. That's also the call-in line. All day today is Derek Carr Day on quarterback week. We are trying to figure out where he is going to end up. Where will those dominoes fall? 757-687-9494. Where do you think Derek Carr ends up? And when we come back, sports as you need to hear it in its own words. Coming up next. This is sports in its own words on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Sports in its own words, the segment where we take you to the podiums, the microphones, the hot mics all across sports, bring you the best quips, the best quotes, the best jokes, and more importantly, translate them for you. Starting with Draymond Green, who was a part of the broadcast crew for TNT for the All-Star Game. And he had an interesting thing to say about the resumes of the players in the All-Star Game. Uh, Well, here it is. Here you are, you know, as a broadcaster in an event that you've played in. You're still in the league. They're your peers. Does it feel different and uncomfortable at times because you're such a competitor that you kind of have to give give it up to some of these guys at times? You know why it doesn't feel uncomfortable? Why's that? Because there's one guy on this court that resume can stack up. And who's that? LeBron. Okay, four of them. Really, Draymond? If you're if you're just counting rings, then then there's only one guy who's played on teams that's resumes can stack up with the teams you've played on. There's a difference between being a guy on a championship team and being the guy that won the championship ring. And I hate to tell you this, but you were on teams with Steph Curry, right? Uh, Robert Ory's seven rings aren't the same as Michael Jordan's six rings, and I think we all understand that, right? So even if you say you're more than a Robert Ory, you're less than a Michael Jordan. I'll get I'll give you a point six of each ring. Nah, I'll give you point four. You're up you're up to almost two. LeBron's got four. <laughs> One of these things are not like the other. I'm I'm ha- I'm half half willing to give LeBron like a fourth of a ring just for making it with that first Cavs team to the finals where his second best player was Zydrunas Ilgauskas. I mean, that might be worth 0.2 of a ring by itself. He's up over four. Like, you know, when you, you know, in, in high school, my, my school didn't do the GPAs that could go over four, like 4.0 was the highest you could be. And then you like, you get to college and somehow GPAs come up and someone's like, I had a 4.9. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How does that even happen? That's kind of like LeBron. Like, He's got four rings, but really it's a 4.2. Just a little, little extra found. They found it. Uh, Anthony Edwards, also part of All-Star Weekend, one of the All-Stars. Uh, he was asked if he could change one thing about the NBA, and this is what he said. If there's anything I could change about the league to make it better, probably just all the guys sitting resting. That's the only thing I probably don't like. I'm just play, man. If you if you if you 80%, you got to play. I, I don't I don't like all the sitting missing games and stuff like these people. These people might have enough money to come to one game. You know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to, and then you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? So I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know. It might be one fan that has never seen me play, and I'm trying to play. So I don't. That's the only thing I don't like. Uh, guys just sitting out. That is a very Kobe thought. That is a very LeBron thought. That is a very Michael Jordan thought. Because those guys understood that the ticket meant they were buying it to watch you. 
The only caution I would say, Anthony Edwards, is you might not want to write a check at 21 years old that you're going to have to cash at 35. It's one thing to say, play every night when you're 21 years old. It's another to be like, my knees don't want to play every night when I'm 35. He's 21 right now. There's a good chance at some point in his career, he's going to start throwing in some load management days, and there's now an audio clip that people are going to ask him about, and he's going to have to say, yeah, I was 21. You know, some people at 21 are juniors in college. Some people at 21s are all-stars in the NBA with microphones in front of their face. But he is right. Maybe. See, the, the load management thing is tough for me. It's the player's responsibility to do absolutely everything they possibly can to win. Right, I'm a competitive enough person to think that the championship has to be the most important thing. So the fans arguably don't matter. No. So I'm saying you buy to watch the game. You but like if you're if I'm a fan of the Sixers, which I am, and you tell me that Joel Embiid's going to be available in the Western Conference Finals and he's going to have to miss a game in February 14th? Yeah, but you can't tell that to a 5-year-old or a 6-year-old who's going to see his favorite his favorite player. No. Shows up it, and he doesn't play. Trying to win a game. You want the players to be worried more about what fans get to see than winning the game? I'd say so, just personally. See, I, that's where. And if a, if a superstar that's where doesn't, the, my competitiveness. But that's the thing. Argues it, with you aggressively. But that's the thing. If you if you are, but then the teams need to have something in place where. I'm, no, I agree. It's an NBA problem. Right, it's not right. a player problem. Th- that's fair. That's fair. The NBA can put in put in you know guardrails and standards. Or even the team could say, hey, if, if if Anthony Edwards doesn't play in the game, if LeBron doesn't play in the game, you get a ticket to a future game. That, Some, that's, something that's along fair. those lines. I'm good with that. But if, if you tell me, like, I have to risk injury because the, the the kid in Section 38C bought a, you know, used all of his piggy bank money to come watch, I feel bad for the kid in 38C, but I'm here to win a championship, right? If if, if I retire and, and I don't have a championship, all the fans are going to get on me. If I don't play in a game, only the ones that bought a ticket and never got to see me play are going to get on me. Uh, sports in their own words coming on. And I, trust me, I've been the, like, I've told this story before. I've been at games where there was a load management day. Luckily, I wasn't a kid, so it didn't, like, crush me. But uh, one year for my, for my birthday, my wife bought me tickets to the Sixers. We visited my friends in Philly, made a trip out of it. My wife and I went to the, the game. It was the Milwaukee Bucks at the Sixers. Sixers were tanking, so there was nobody of any interest. But the Bucks had this one really interesting young superstar that I really wanted to see, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I was like, what is this guy going to bring to the table? He didn't play. So I got to watch. Uh, it was Tony Roten duke it out against uh chris middleton before chris middleton was an all-star i know the feeling of showing up and being bumped but i wasn't like gosh the bucks like whatever they did with Giannis worked like their plan was a good one uh let's get to the xfl uh the xfl took place over the weekend and john parker romo is one of the kickers uh in, in the xfl he's playing and the owners couldn't help but see the name romo and take a shot at tony 35 more points in that overall hit. Also, by my math, you've got a Romo playing football in Texas in February. Shots fired. How about this? You're an announcer on the XFL. I think Tony Romo could say, yeah, I call the games in the fall. You call the games in the the spring. 
I may have been a, a borderline Ring of Honor Cowboys quarterback, but my second career is already ahead of yours. But I don't know. I like I like trash talk, so I'm fine with it. I hope I hope Tony does fire back. I hope at some point in a game next year on CBS, he's like, you know, Jim Nance, that is. I've got something I want to address. Kevin Durant had something he wants to address. They changed the All-Star Game draft, the pre-draft, uh, to LeBron and Giannis picking the, the players, but they picked the reserves first and the starters second. That way there was no, uh, like, you know, last guy in the green room waiting around to be picked, no last pick. Here's Kevin Durant's thought on the subject. In this setting, like, you being picked last really is not saying, like, that you wanted to, you know, it's still one of the... It's like the brokest millionaire getting picked. I seen that on Twitter. Somebody said the last pick is like the brokest millionaire. So yeah, it don't matter, man. I guess as long as you're out there on the floor. It's actually, it's it's more than that because they're all multi-millionaires. You you aren't the brokest. You are the one that doesn't fit an all-star game the most. But you're all stupid rich. The brokest millionaire. What an insult. Call me the brokest billionaire. See what happens. I will pick up your check and walk out. Pick up the tab just to let you know. Yeah, you think the guy that makes like or is that that's worth one point one or one point zero 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 two billion dollars is like, yeah, I'm the brokest billionaire. I would brag about it. If I were the brokest billionaire, I'd wear a t-shirt. Brokest billionaire. Oxymoron. I'd be the actually would you rather would you rather be the would you rather like lose 10 bucks and be the richest non-billionaire? I'm the richest non-billionaire on the planet. Or you can make the 10 bucks and be the cheapest, the brokest billionaire. Nobody knows. It's all paper anyway. It's like currently my stock price says I'm a billionaire. Uh, let's move on. Jabari Smith Jr. is He's a, a young player. His dad played against LeBron in LeBron's first game. Okay, so that just kind of puts you where the... the uh, timelines line up which means he doesn't know anything about mj or at least the only thing he knows is from youtube and espn classic and uh somebody's got to remind jabari what michael jordan brings to the table me and my michael jordan at what fifth sixty? yes me what? how old is he i think he's in his early late 50s early 60s he's not beating me right now no he's 60 today i'm beating today's you. his birthday okay happy birthday mj i'm i'm, I'm beating you in one-on-one You're right beating now one-on-one right now? sure 11 is he getting any buckets on you to 11 might make something i mean but i don't know i don't think he he not beat me for sure if a 60 year old beat me i need to i need to hang it up he's not just a 60 year old i bet you mj right now is in the gym just working on a fadeaway you reach i teach young blood skills challenge next year mj verse mj verse i would i would if they made a show right now mj verse and it was they started with like current college players and they worked their way up to the NBA players and it was one on one to three. I would pay stupid amounts of pay per view money. Uh, a sixty year old, that's not a sixty year old Jabari. You better ask somebody. He might make something. Oh, he's making you might beat him off of fresh legs. He's making something. Tim Donnelly Show, sports in their own words, coming to a close. Uh, I did promise a giveaway, so we'll do it quickly, or can we do it now, or do we want to push it? We'll push it to the the next segment. Next segment. I apologize. We ran a little late on sports in their own words, but we do have those tickets coming up in a giveaway. It is Derek Carr Day.
What teams should Derek Carr want to go to? We've looked at it from the team perspective. Which teams should want Derek Carr? Now, which teams should Derek Carr want? Players' perspective coming up next to ground.